Thank you for listening to Right Jokes, Wrong Times. Today, I was joined by Christopher Breckel. You can follow him on Twitter at Breckel Garbage or Instagram at Freckle. We started the podcast with me asking him about a joke of his that's worked well on stage. I've seen sometimes kind of the way that you digest jokes and you kind of roll with things really funny and in a way that I usually don't. So I'm actually excited to see kind of the jokes that you want to discuss. So I asked you to think about a joke that you have that works on stage. What do you have for me? Yeah, um, this one is funny out of, I think the three that you asked me to do was one of the hardest to uh, think about because... Really? Yeah, because, you know, you have like a, a joke that works, you know, 99% of the time. And then the, the one time, you know, it doesn't doesn't work, it always sticks out <laughs> in your head. I think I was kind of in between a couple jokes of ones that I, I you know, use regularly and things like that. But one that I go to pretty often if the room is difficult or I'm losing them or whatever is a joke I do. It's a sex joke. So that's always, you know, right. it's always one that's relatable. And Wait, your go-to joke is a sex joke? It's not even really a sex joke, I guess. I guess it's more of a masturbation joke. It's, it's a joke I do, and I'm sure you've heard me do it, is the uh, horniness versus loneliness. Um, oh, yeah, joke. yeah. Yeah. So that's a pretty go-to for me because I think it's a, I don't know, people just tend to like relate to it. I think it's a pretty relatable feeling. And it's also, I don't do a whole lot of like sex stuff in my acts. I think it's like surprising to people as well. Like when I start to go into that. But I find that I usually, I, it's pretty reliable on getting a good pop. So if, uh, sometimes I open with that joke. I haven't opened with that in a while. <laughs> but uh, you, yeah, usually if uh, this, you know, if I'm starting to feel like I'm losing them or something or whatever, I'll, I'll do that joke. Or, And it kind of like flows in. It's kind of what I use to get into a larger chunk of material too. Like that right. bit um and that leads into like i guess like three other jokes so it's kind of a good segue into some other material okay so how the hell do you go from like you say you don't talk about sex or like in this case masturbation a lot in your set but it's a great segue into your other stuff so it's easy to segue out of that joke into other stuff i guess into a girlfriend you know if you're then going to talk about well the joke starts like you know like i, I talk about uh, you know, sometimes I think that I'm lonely, but I could easily just be horny because I think they're right. easy to get mixed up. Right. And so like, right. I'm talking about that. So that kind of it's not so much of like a, a sex joke as like an insecurity joke. And like it, it kind of reveals yeah. quite a bit about me as well. Um, as far right. as like me being like single and then maybe thinking, you know, feeling lonely, but not lonely. It kind of like being it kind of puts me in the middle of those two. And so then I can talk right. about it. So then I start talking, like I go from that joke to talking about dating to talking about like a specific relationship. So it does kind of like segue into like me talking about, I guess, like my romantic life in a way. Can you gauge the reaction of the crowd? Like do only virgins not laugh? You look out and it's like only pale kids don't laugh at you that. You know what's funny? Uh, I find that women laugh at that joke a lot more, like a lot harder than men do sometimes. And I don't really? know exactly why that is, but 
maybe it's just like a like a shocking thing or whatever for like me to be saying it. I They're don't, like, wow, him. I, yeah, he's I saying guess, this. I guess how that joke kind of ends is I'm like, you know, what I'm talking about is like you thinking that you're lonely and then you, you you know you masturbate or whatever and then you realize that you're just horny and you're you're glad that you have space to yourself and you don't have to deal with someone else being around you and stuff. And I think that like that's a pretty relatable feeling to both men and women. So that's yeah. kind of why I like it. Uh, it tends to, to, to go over well. I've definitely done that joke before and it hasn't gotten the best reaction, but typically that's a case of me either messing up the wording or the timing. And like, that's usually the biggest thing there, but it's, it's one of the more can like consistent ones that I would do. Well, I'm going to be honest, man. I was like really interested to ask you about how you write you know, specifically the joke that you thought was like a good joke of yours on stage. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to know how you wrote this one, dude. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm good. So I think I'm going to move to the next section, <laughs> which is... Yeah, well, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Pretty much did the situation, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Stop calling back. <laughs> so I asked you to think about a joke of yours that you wrote that didn't work on stage. So what do you have for me there? Yeah, well, for those, I got like a billion and two that I could give yeah. you. With this, I decided to go with a joke that actually works about 50-50. And it's a joke okay. that I... And, pro you know, honestly, 50-50 is probably giving it better than it really <laughs> is. It's probably more of like a, you know, works a fourth of the time. How many times would you say you've done it? I've been working on this same bit. It's a longer bit, too. It's like a at least like a five-minute chunk. Maybe not Holy quite shit, five, dude. but maybe like it depends on what version I do of it. But like it's at least hitting like three minutes, and it is it's something that like I absolutely like love. I love to like talk about it, and it's really funny to me, like the imagery of it, and it's just something that like floats around in my brain a lot. But um, I can't. It's a it's such a difficult thing for people to for me to get people on board with, and then to once. I have them on board to keep them on board with that like line of thinking. Okay. You know, there's like a billion, like I'm, I'm one of those people that like, if I, I'll write something and I'll go try it at an open mic, like, you know, maybe like th up to three times. And if I'm not, it's, if it's not clicking after like the third time, I quickly, like it, it's typically that I, I throw it aside or whatever and like move on. Right. Um, which isn't great. I should probably keep on digging in that <laughs> material, but like it just kind of I lose interest in it a little bit. But there's so many like there's probably like a you know countless amounts of jokes that I've done like twice at an open mic or maybe even just once at an open mic, and I was like, whoop, nope, that's not happening. Uh, but this joke in particular, it's a long chunk about like, and you probably have seen me do this one too. It's about sea turtles and like plastic bags. Yeah. And that one's very difficult because it, it I'm being sarcastic. Obviously, it's a, it's a it's like satire and I'm, I'm, I'm blaming essentially, you know, like the human <laughs> polluting the, the world and stuff on like on sea turtles and animals and their not right. ability not to adapt to it. So like I have to get people and it's a lit, it's weird because a lot of my material it's, it's, it's different from a lot of my other material too. So like the usually I haven't done that joke even in a while. Of course I haven't done it now because of the pandemic, but I haven't done it in quite a while, but um, it's usually something if I, if I can, if I have people on my side and like, I am being pretty like off the cuff and I'm being like silly and they're going with all of that, like the audiences, then I'll do that joke and I can usually get them. But like, if I just try to do that joke, like, 
starting off like the first joke I do in a set it's very difficult for me to get people on board with that and I think it because it ha- it, I ha- you had to have to like s- suspend your reality and like you know your beliefs and uh kind of <laughs> buy into this like silly this like silliness and this like weird thinking I can actually picture because I've heard it like two sea turtles like like one of them's like reclining I think right yeah or no? do you yeah, ever I say start they're reclining about sea turtles like hanging out in the ocean and yeah like, like about... I can picture it it's it's yeah that's vivid, why i like I it like it's it's fun to me and then i have like a whole i do stuff at the beginning when i'm talking about plastic bags and i kind of yeah. i talk about like when when we started making plastic bags and that <laughs> being in the 70s and they've been around for so long and like sea turtles should know by now what they are and it's like i think yeah i don't you know it's like sometimes i'm just a little winded about it too and like I, I just lose people you know they're just like what what is he talking about and then other times I can like get to the point pretty quickly and like be a little more concise about it but it's really about me that's like a joke I really have to like feed off the audience like I have to and it also it was a problem when I first started doing the joke too is I would lose confidence in it and I would bail out of it instead of just like really doubling down and like being in it and whenever I'm like really in it and like convincingly saying it is usually <laughs> when i get the crowd on board but if i try to like half that's a joke that you cannot half-ass yeah you, you can't half-ass the natural selection of sea turtles that's good to know yeah it's good to know or you know what i mean like you know how like like yeah. the audience can read like if if they feel like you don't believe what you're saying there's no way they're gonna laugh at it and so it's something i really gotta like convince people that i'm i'm doing this like this is serious and we're gonna go through this whole thing and i'm gonna personified sea turtles and plastic bags and then i end up like personifying birds and some of it i I talk about like i've done versions of that joke where i talk about like four different animals in it (laughs) like so (laughs) it just but it's one of those things i'm just like in love with and i'm like i can just continuously write about it kind of and like build it and uh so it's one of those things that i just keep in the act but if i'm doing like a five minute spot where i'm trying to like you know impress someone or like get booked at a club i'm not doing that joke (laughs) you got to move it along a little bit more all right well speaking of moving along i also asked you to think about something that you're trying to write about now so and that that's a kind of a broad thing to ask but what are you writing about now yeah well obviously i'm doing covid stuff because it's just what's on everyone's mind and um that's a weird you know it's topical stuff like that it's always kind of easy because i mean not easy but um it's nice to have in like your set because it's something that like everyone can relate to and like immediately know what you're talking about. So it's, you know, it's a good way. And also it's such on people's minds right now where it's a good like icebreaker when you get out there, but it's kind of boring. I don't want to talk about that, but like what <laughs> other things I'm, 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 I'm trying to write right now a lot about um, my like living situations in the past and like past like landlords I've had. And I'm currently trying to find a new place. So I think my brain is kind of like, in that mood of right and i've just lived in some really shitty places in the past um some like real like kind of like horror stories of you know waking up to like water dripping (laughs) on my head from like leaky ceilings and i've lived in places with like rats one time like the roof caved in from water damage in a place i lived in and uh i used to have a landlord that lived below me you had a landlord that lived below that's a land devil yeah 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 it was really fun yeah that's kind of where like this 
I was having a conversation with a roommate I lived in that place with, and we started like reminiscing about that landlord because she was just like she's kind of like this like crazy old cat lady, and uh, every right. night at like midnight she would come out and like call her cat midnight. Her cat's name was Midnight, and she, for like thirty minutes. No, that's just, creepy. Like, midnight. And... No. But it was funny because she would like call us to complain about issues that were happening in her place. And that's what's so funny to me. Like there was water pouring, I guess, like leaking into her into she we lived on the the top unit and she lived below us. And so there was water like leaking into her unit. And she called us and was like, there's water pouring into my living room. And I'm like, oh, my God, let me call my landlord. I don't know what else to and like so that's kind of where let me summon him what yeah they are the landlords the one calling me complaining about this water but I'm like what do you want me to do about it you're the one who I would call in this issue I don't own this place oh wait the landlord called you the landlord called me about what am I supposed to do you're the lord of this land I don't know exactly so it was a very strange thing but I guess like I typically am writing about things that are you know actually happening in my life or um (laughs) whatever you know whatever's like bothering me is usually what i'm ended up writing about (laughs) i don't know i feel like that's a lot of comics though you know it's like either things that are really prevalent in the news that are like on my mind a lot or things that are happening in my life that are i mean pretty much my whole set is just like me (laughs) talking about my you know life through the perspective of like someone in their mid-20s so yeah yeah. that's that's kind of like what i'm seeing with everybody is everybody's like yeah i just write about me and i've kind of found like i tried to avoid that at first i was kind of Oh, I guess I still am Jesus. Very gimmicky. (laughs) But it's a lot easier and more comfortable to kind of slip into stuff that has to do with you rather than be like, hey, Sour Patch Kids, you know, like. Yeah, that is true. It's easier to write about you. Also, like comics are narcissist and like, so we just want to talk about ourselves anyway. I think there's an element of that. But like, I think things are just more real and you can like be more, I I think like one of the biggest things for me and like a lesson learning, like in comedy is like, I need to be um, attached to my material in one way, like emotionally attached to it, either like through a point of like anger or like happiness or whatever, sadness. And like, I need in order for me to like sell it for lack of a better word to the audience, like I have to be emotionally connected to it. And you know, sometimes if I'm just talking about whatever, like the movie theater, it's more difficult for me to emotionally right. connect to it. And I use the movie theater as a reference because I do have like a chunk on like dollar <laughs> theaters, you know, but right. it's harder to like for me to like get into the mindset of being like, I guess, like mad about it or upset about, it, you know, or whatever kind of things I need to ge- like emotions I need to generate if it's not like connected to my life currently it's hard for me to do it which is why i probably throw away material semi quickly i mean there's some jokes that have been in the act for like you know over two years but there's other things that will come and go in like six months because i wrote it i enjoyed it i said it and then i just stopped caring about it and i can't really like deliver it anymore did you throw out your emo phase or (laughs) oh i did have a big emo phase in like six (laughs) did you know that (laughs) oh jesus yeah yeah when i was in like sixth grade i dyed the hair uh black got like a spiked belt i I went all in (laughs) would you take the hair back if if you had to have that hair the rest of your life would you take it back (laughs) 
I mean, I, I guess I would, I would, yeah, I would, I would take having hair again. That would be dope. <laughs> but like specifically that, just always perfectly whatever. Bad. I don't know if you've ever uh, yeah. heard of the band from first to last, but um, oh yeah, yeah uh, Sony Moore. I, I pretty much took that photo into a hairdresser and said, "Give me this," and they did it, and I it was not a good look for me. All right, well, I guess we'll wrap it up on that. That's a perfect place to end it. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks for doing this with me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. It's always fun talking about comedy. Thanks for having me.